Welcome to the Jammiest Bits of Jam Storytelling Podcast, where we write short stories, rough drafts really, based on a theme and given on a dare. We're your hosts, Christina Kishbaugh and Cassie Soliday. Welcome to the Jammiest Bits of Jam Storytelling Podcast. And let go of everything you think you know about Jammiest Bits because we made some changes. And from now on, each episode will feature just one story, which will be written by either Cassie or myself, Christina, <laughs> um, or a special guest. And although we will still base these stories off of themes, these themes are now dares. That we give each other. After reading the story, we will discuss the writing process as well. For example... No, you know what? Let's just do the episode. Let's just do the thing. No, let's just do the thing. Yeah. We're, we're learning along with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we thought all these changes would be really interesting and uh, kind of freshen up the process a little bit in general. Definitely. Yeah, so I dared Christina to write a story with the theme... Love and wine. And this is why she has a new bow in her life. So I thought it would be very fresh for her to talk about love. Uh, although I'm not sure if you guys have fallen in love yet. Maybe fallen in deep like, deep lust. Deep everything. <laughs> Including love? Do you say I love you yet? No. No? And you don't have to. It takes time. <laughs> It takes time, but uh, I'm curious to see what your story is yes. with all of these I mean, in action. The said bow was on my mind when I was writing the story, so. I knew it. <sighs> I'm going to do it now. The sun beat down on her as she squinted up at the empty space in front of her. Her husband had brought them here. It was his fault she was wearing this jacket in the desert heat. In this moment, she wondered how she could have ever married such a man. He was obsessed with the idea of living in a big glass house in the desert. She remembers on their second date he looked at her with that big doofy grin and said, I want to look outside and see the roadrunner, Bess the Coyote, in real life. She laughed that day. And on their 78th date, she wasn't counting, that's just a fact, as he held her in his arms and she shivered in the winter snowfall of the city, she thought it was so romantic when he said, there's no one I would rather watch the purple and orange desert sunsets with. Now she's thinking about how roadrunners in real life aren't even that great. They're like fast desert pigeons. And she's also thinking about how the desert sunset background of her laptop will suffice just fine. Babe, do you want to take your jacket off? She glares at him. Does she want to take her jacket off in this 100 degree dry heat? Hmm. Yes, it's too warm. I'm taking it off right now. He walks about 10 feet away and turns with his arms out and grins at her like an idiot. Surprise! She looks around. Nothing is happening. It's all the same. The same vast, tan, hot, horrible dustbin that people moved away from. She read The Grapes of Wrath. Too much desert dust? 
It makes you kill people. I mean, he knows that. They saw Mad Max Fury Road together. She had to suppress her inner Furiosa and force a warm smile. Surprise? I bought it. This land is ours. Despite the heat, a cold shiver ran up her spine and felt like an explosion of white fire in her brain. You bought this? Yeah. This will be our getaway, our escape. She needed to escape right now. She turned away from him and marched to... She turned away from him and marched to the car. She got in and turned on the air conditioning and sighed deeply. He always said he would. Did you really think he would never go through with it? He goes through with everything he puts his mind to. He was the youngest architect in Chicago to ever win the Young Architect Award. When they met, they both worked at the same firm. She was still with her ex. He drunkenly told her once at the office Christmas party that she would be his one day. And now here they were. He was the architect. He was going to get his glass house in the desert, and she was his. She locked him out of the car. He knocked on the window. Still had that doofy grin. She rolled down the window and recoiled as the heat slapped her in the face. What's wrong? I don't want it. What? I don't want a house in the desert. The doofy grin disappeared. Oh. You told me we were going to the Grand Canyon. We are. It's only an hour drive from here. Part of the reason I picked this spot. I don't like surprises. It can't be that much of a surprise. We've talked about it since we met. You've talked about it. I smiled and nodded. He looked down. He was upset. She's a bitch and a crusher of dreams. Great. He walked around and pulled out his portable drafting table and some other supplies, including a large cooler and a large beach umbrella. He came back to the window and kissed her on the forehead. Go. She furrows her eyebrows at him. Go to the Grand Canyon. Enjoy the majesty for a couple hours. I'm not going to leave you in the middle of the desert. You're going to burn out here. He smiles a sadder, doofy smile, and her heart explodes. I'll be fine. I have water and the umbrella. Go. If you come back and decide you really don't want this house, I'll sell the land back. Sell it back? To who? Who even owns desert to sell? The U.S. government? The way he can stay so optimistic while being sad has always floored her. People often talk about spiritual walkabouts in the desert. How going out in the great expanse alone can connect you to the earth on a whole new level. Hers was a little different. She had a drive about. As she drove down the lonely highway, she was fuming still, but also feeling awful for not being enough for him to be there with him in his excitement. She was a bad wife. She didn't deserve him. He's always been infinitely better than her in every way. Suddenly, she slams on the brakes when she sees it. A coyote. It was standing on the side of the road. It looked determined. She could see it move its head back and forth, looking around. It stood over a large, flat rock. Mr. Coyote then lowered his head, positioning his snout under the rock and flipping it over. Underneath the rock were a little pile of baby bunnies all huddled together. She almost got out of the car to shoo him away from the bunnies when suddenly a flash came out of nowhere and a roadrunner ran right into the rock, moving it back over the bunnies and right on the coyote's paw. The coyote yelped in pain and ran away, 
The roadrunner stopped, and she could swear it looked right at her before speeding away. She turned around and sped like that roadrunner back to her husband. She knows now that it doesn't matter where they are, desert heat or Chicago cold. There's always something extraordinary to be seen in this world. And she wanted to watch it be crazy with him. As she pulled up, she couldn't believe what she saw. He had outlined the house's blueprint in rose petals on the desert floor. A queen-sized blow-up mattress lay all made up with pillows and a desert flower-printed quilt where the master bedroom was to be. A small folding table made up in the kitchen area with a candle and a lovely cheese, bread, and fruit plate with an open bottle of wine. The sun was beginning to go down. She got out of the car and sighed with relief when the temperature had dropped quite a bit. The sky was a brilliant purple and gold, complimenting his light brown eyes as he walked up to her with a glass of wine. She smiled sheepishly as she took it. I shouldn't have assumed you would react well to the surprise. She said nothing. She was so in love with him. She kissed him lightly, all forgiven. She looked up at his doofy face. Will you give me a tour? Okay. Okay! <laughs> so, how do you feel? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, where did you, like, how do you get from love and wine to the story? Well, the way that she kind of reacts to her husband, I feel like is the way I react to my boyfriend a lot, where I just, like... <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I can get, like, annoyed or, like, frustrated with the way that he is because he's so positive and he's such, like, a good force. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just, like, a trash person. Oh, my so- God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm, like, mean and sarcastic and rude and I am always just, like, what? happening like this isn't my life plan yeah yeah so I think I like that dynamic of a couple is like what's interesting to me um and I wanted to kind of explore that in a married couple um and then I knew the wine was just like you know they're gonna drink it at some point Uh but which is interesting because, like, wine is, like, I love wine, but my boyfriend doesn't drink, so it's not really a part of our love or what have you. hmm But, yeah, and then, like, I guess, not that I'm not this way, too, but he's very, like, goal-oriented and, like, hyper-focused. Not as much as me. Like, I have a lot of goals, but I'm not, like, a freaking eagle like, going in for the kill, and he very much is that, so that dynamic as well of just, like, he always goes through with what he says he's gonna do, you know, like, that kind of person, and so, um, so why am I surprised when Uh (laughs) he does it, you know? (laughs) So this couple, he probably talked about a lot of things, and she just thought it was, like, romantic things you say when you're dream stuff. And then he followed through with it. Right. (laughs) Like, we all have a crazy dream about something specific that will probably never happen, but then he just, like, does it, and she's like, what? Yeah. But he should have asked her. Well. But I guess he did tell her, 
But I think that also <laughs> what happens with people like that. Uh-huh. With that kind of personality is that they're so hyper-focused that they don't realize where everyone else is in their dream. So I can see him being like, oh, she knows all about this. She's just as excited about it as I am because I talk about it all the time. So yeah. she must know or must realize what's going on or will be yeah. excited about it. without. And that's like him just like not really paying attention yeah. to her. Which is whatever. We all do that. Yeah, the youngest Chicago architect who's won the Young the Chicago architect, architect Award uh, is architecting their life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, he's very much who an wouldn't architect. wouldn't want that? <laughs> so, um, and the whole, like, Roadrunner thing, uh, I always thought, I don't know, like, sometimes I'm like, wouldn't it be weird if, like, there was actually, like, a Roadrunner-Coyote interaction that you saw in the desert? Mm-hmm. So I thought that I'd try and write, like, a realistic one that might actually happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, Roadrunners are, like, they're not the Roadrunner that you see on the WB. You know, it's like, they're hecka tiny. Yeah, you nailed it. They're desert pigeons. Yeah, they're desert <laughs> pigeons. And I'm like, why did they get this glorious, like, they're not these humongous... They're not ostriches almost. Yeah, he's like an ostrich without the long neck. Yeah. I'm like, they ain't that. Mm -hmm. So I needed to shine a light on that conspiracy. (laughs) Um, And that's the power of fiction. Exactly. (laughs) Um, I'm stating fact with fiction, though. (laughs) The power of writing, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, um, it's. Yeah, it's just like a cute little thing that I wrote. Nice. I liked uh, like, it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I like the dynamic. I loved it, and now I will drink wine to it. Ha ha! <laughs> Clink! Clink! We don't actually have glasses for wine I right now. I did. Do you want I some? Sh- I should have thought about this before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> I have some if you want some. Okay. Well, we'll get some, and um, <laughs> we'll wrap this up. What should... I write, because you have to dare me now. I dare you to write a story. A story? (laughs) To weave a yarn with the theme. (laughs) The theme, the theme, the theme. The big storm. The big storm, the big storm, the big storm. Crash. Crash, bang, lightning flash. Zoom. Yes. Okay. That's what I dare you to do. Okay. I will take that dare, and I will load my pen, and I will write (laughs) about the big storm. Perfect! Yay! So that's what uh, you guys will have to tune in to hear next week. Yes. The big storm. But we're not done yet, because someone who's not me started a podcast (laughs) without me. Oh, no! (laughs) Betrayal. Betrayal. I'm sorry. It's okay. You have plenty of chances to ask me and you didn't. It's hey! Okay. It's not about me. It's about your podcast. Go, go, please. I know, but it's something I didn't want to do with the co-host, okay? No, I think that's good because it is really tough to get together. Yes. Scheduling also, is a B. You're going to be a guest on it like several times. I know. That's why so I'm not actually mad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm doing this show 
called Drinks and Disney. And basically, I sit down with a friend, and uh, each episode we discuss a Disney film whilst enjoying a themed cocktail. And it's a delight. And we get pretty sloshed sometimes. <laughs> it launched in April, on yes. April 1st. Everyone thought it was a joke, but you actually launched it. Yeah, the reason I chose April 1st, because I was like, who knows if I'll actually be ready, so I'll be like, <laughs> it was a joke the whole time, guess what, it's April 5th and I'm putting it up. But, uh, no, I got it out on April 1st. It's Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, and the cocktails are adorable. You can see them on Instagram. Yes, follow the Instagram, Drinks at Disney. And, um, yeah, and we, I discussed Sleeping Beauty with our good friend, Erin. Yay! I can't wait to hear the first episode. Here you guys get sloshed over really cute cocktails and Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, Erin gets sloshed mostly. She's a mess. (laughs) No, she's not a mess. She was just being a mess. She was being a mess. There's a separation. She's also kind. Oh my gosh, Erin, don't listen to <laughs> don't listen to your friend here. <laughs> Alrighty, yay! I can't yeah. wait to hear your story next. Yeah, excited. The big storm and homework for everyone. <laughs> Go listen to drinks in Disney. Woo! Links in the show notes. Sometimes it's a jammy bit of jam, and sometimes it's a failure. But we have a first draft of a story we didn't have before. What will you write next? We dare you to write your own short story based on the theme. Love and Wine. Like this episode? Share it. Like us on social media or write us a review on iTunes. It helps us reach more like-minded writers like you. Follow us on Facebook at Jammies Bits of Jam Podcast and Twitter at Jammies Bits. Jammies Bits of Jam is produced by Christina Kishma and Cassie Soliday. Music by Grace Sai. Until next time, keep writing and embracing the most important thing you have, your voice.